Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 178. I want to show God's kindness to someone. I nearly changed the name of the podcast moments ago to Kindness Campaign, and you will understand more as we go along. If you hear a little bit of extra enthusiasm in my voice, I will tell you right now that leading into today's recording, I have never been so excited to see what God does through a particular topic. I've been excited before and I've expected God to move, but with this particular topic, I cannot wait for you to reach out to me and give me your kindness campaign stories. So I am recording this in August. It's hard to remember the the month at the moment. August of 2022. And it's not a presidential election year. But it is a year where it's those midterm elections and there's a whole lot riding on it. And there's no doubt about that. And so the word campaign, usually, if you think of the word campaign, unless you are a politician, that's not a word that you just get excited about. Or at least I definitely do not. But the campaign that I'm challenging you and myself as well, to enter into, I am excited about, because it's a campaign that, Lord willing, will change at least seven lives, plus yours, and then let's just see what God does with it above and beyond that. We've been walking our way through 2 Samuel, and we are to 2 Samuel chapter 9, and this week we're going to go over the entire chapter of 2 Samuel 9, which is rare for us, but it's one. this is one that we don't need to break apart. So let me set the stage, either because you haven't been with us before, or you've been walking with us, but of course you've had life between last week's podcast and this week's podcast. So we've been walking through the life of David, who is now the king of Israel. And God has been blessing him in every way, shape, and form. And David has seen great military victories. And we talked about last week some of his key leaders in his team and the importance of recognizing those people who make those contributions to your life that you couldn't. You couldn't do it without, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your church, whether it's in business, whether it's in school, whether it is just in everyday life. And then this week, we have this unique story and we have this name that you are probably not going to name your children, and that is Mephibosheth. So I'm going to set the stage and remind you. So do you remember King Saul, who was the Israelites' choice for the king of Israel. Number one, God had not chosen to give them a king at that time, but they just kept clamoring and clamoring and clamoring. And he's like, okay, if you want to deal with this issue, then I'm going to let you have what you're asking for. 
but you're not going to like it. And so King Saul came to the throne and King Saul had some sons. And one of those sons was Jonathan. Jonathan is one of my favorite characters in all of the Bible. And his friendship with David was just incredible. And how they were so bonded together in one of their many interactions, which is 1 Samuel 20, verse 42, says, At last Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left and Jonathan returned to the town. Jonathan only wanted God's best for his friend David. And they were bonded together in a way that many of us do not have that type of rare friendship. And so Saul, Jonathan, and at least two of Saul's other sons were killed in battle. And David, as I was thinking about this earlier today, David, in today's story, he is looking for a good opportunity. I'm going to flip ahead because I, I read from the computer screen because it makes it so much easier. But it's not far along into the story. Yeah, just two more chapters where instead of David looking for an opportunity to show kindness to someone, Instead, he's looking for an opportunity to get himself and others in trouble. Uh, and so <laughs> we, one of the benefits to the life of David, as well as Joseph of the Old Testament, any of those that there are so many scriptures about, you really get to see them live out life. And you see their positive examples and their not so positive examples and their absolutely do not go down that road examples. And we're going to get to those very soon with David. But for today, we can use him as an example. The very first verse is where we're going to focus. As we talk about this, the first three verses are, One day David asked, Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Oh my goodness. The heart of David, that he, number one, is willing to show kindness to anybody in Saul's lineage after how badly that Saul treated David over the years. I mean, he chased David around, he stalked him, and David ran for his life for so very long. But David loved Jonathan. And Jonathan loved David. And David made that vow to Jonathan to always be there for his family. And he's following through in, in these verses. You're seeing how that has worked itself out. He summoned a man named Ziba, and that, he comes up again in Scripture, who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba, the king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. And that's where I got the title of today's lesson. 
Zeba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. And we find out how he was crippled in both feet. But David, David is the leader of Israel. And at this point, they are winning battles left and right. And there's so much going on. But in the midst of this, this busy, busy schedule that David is keeping, David is looking for an opportunity to show kindness to someone from Saul's family because of his covenant with Jonathan. That promise, that incredible relationship that they had. He was looking for an opportunity to show God's kindness to someone in Saul's family. And by God's hand, it is one of Jonathan's sons. It could have been one of Jonathan's nephews, all of that good stuff. But instead, it is one of Jonathan's sons. We're going to read through the rest of it, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to take the kindness campaign challenge. So verse 4, where is he? The king asked. In Lodabar, Ziba told him, at the home of Mekir, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Mekir's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant, Ziba, and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziba replied, Yes, my lord, the king, I am your servant and will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table like one of the king's own sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants. And Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. And Mephibosheth will come up again in Scripture. It's not in a good way. Um, it's a sad way. But for today, he gets, he gets blessed. He gets blessed with kindness because of whose kid he is. Just imagine being Mephibosheth. Just imagine, you know that your grandfather has chased David around, stalked him all over the place. And now that Saul is dead, so many people, including Saul, would have thought that David would have just wiped Saul's name off the earth and he would have hunted down any of his descendants and he would have wiped them because that was normal for them. They would wipe out 
the former administration and anybody who was related to them. But that's just not what David was looking for. Mephibosheth, instead of getting the wrath of David, he gets God's kindness heaped upon him by the king. The king chooses to make him like his own sons and to have him sit at the royal table and to receive the land that was Saul's. I mean, Mephibosheth goes from pauper to prince, so to speak, overnight. And we could talk about Mephibosheth for a while, but that's, he's not our focus today, even though, again, Mephibosheth is going to come to, come to the forefront at another time. So how did he get hurt? He was dropped as a child, and that's how he ended up crippled. And we will hear that specifically in a later text. But for now, I want to concentrate on verses 1 through 3. One day David asked, Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. And Mephibosheth received a heaping helping of God's kindness for many years to come. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He was fearful of David and what David had in mind. But instead of the wrath, he got the riches. And now, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about looking for opportunities to show God's kindness to others. As I said... This happens to be a campaign year. And so much about campaigns are anything but kindness. But we as followers of Jesus Christ, we should spend each and every day on the campaign trail. That would be the kindness campaign trail. Looking for opportunities when someone is a politician and they're out there campaigning, what are they doing? They're looking for opportunities to point to themselves what they've done good, what they hope to do, oh, well, excuse me, what they hope to do well, or sometimes they just flat lie about what they think people want to hear. You and I, we can learn from the campaigning part, but we're not pointing to ourselves in this kindness campaign. We're pointing to God because you and I do not have kindness in ourselves, but we are overflowing with kindness because of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Do you remember the fruit of the Spirit? Some of you will remember the song that goes along with it. And I'm not going to sing the song, even though I could. But love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all fruit of the Spirit. 
Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, whenever we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. In order to be kind, we need to look for opportunities to show kindness. Our weekly assignment for this week is the kindness campaign. Set about each day to invade someone's life with an unexpected act of kindness. And if you've never shared this podcast with anyone before, I challenge you to share this episode. It's free for you to share. They can listen on any podcast platform because it's spread out across. And can you just imagine? I just want you to just take that holy imagination and just take a moment and imagine what would happen if you go on a kindness campaign, even if it's just for seven days. And for seven days, you set about each day looking for opportunities to invade someone's life with an unexpected act of kindness. Maybe a coffee as you pick up yours. It may be paying for the people behind you their meal. It may be a person at a restaurant and you see them and you give them a compliment. It may be somebody at work and you do something that just causes a smile to come across their face. And in this invasion of kindness, you can either allow yourself to be known and point to God, or you can do it undercover. It does not matter whichever you feel led by the Lord to do. But if you take this challenge, And you take that challenge, and you take this challenge, and I take this challenge. Can you just imagine how the kindness campaign could change the world? I wish you could see the look on my face. I think you can hear it in my voice. But we serve a God who does immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. I am asking him this very moment to take this kindness campaign and let it go viral. And I don't necessarily mean viral social media, those type of things. If it does, it does. That's that's wonderful. But I want it to go viral in us. As I'm recording, we've been dealing with COVID-19 now for, oh goodness, two and a half years, almost three years, something like that. I don't know. It seemed like forever. And we've talked about virus, virus, virus. Like, ah! I want to see something go viral that changes the world for good and for godliness. So this very moment, I want you to stop. And as I pray over you, I want you to allow the Lord to show you people in your life 
that you need to go on a kindness campaign and invade them with an unexpected act of kindness. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for the story about David and his heart for Jonathan, but more than that, his heart for you. The fact that he wanted to show your kindness to Mephibosheth. Dear Father, change Mephibosheth's life, Mephibosheth's family's life, Zeba's life. There were so many changed by that kindness that he chose to do. Dear Father, I pray that you would help us to look for opportunities to show your kindness. During this kindness campaign, I pray, dear Father, first and foremost, that you would lay on our hearts at least seven people to show kindness toward. And seven specific items, acts, whatever it may be that you want us to do to invade their life with unexpected acts of kindness. And dear Father, I do pray that this goes viral in a positive way in the fact that this kindness campaign would take on a life of its own. That in the midst of this, that the focus of this podcast, which is encouraging others in loving Jesus, that this encouraging others in loving Jesus kindness campaign would turn hearts toward you. Those that have never known you as Lord and Savior, as well as those who know you but have not been living for you. I pray that you would open up spiritual eyes and ears. You would give us your attitude towards sin. And dear God, that we would see revival as a result of this. Revival in our own hearts. Revival in the people that we touch with kindness. Revival in those that we share this kindness campaign with. Dear God, may your will be done. May your kingdom come. May you be glorified. And may hearts be turned to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And thank you for participating in our Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus Kindness Campaign 2022. Because, you know... This is not going to be the only time we do this. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Or maybe God can just keep it going. And and months from now, like we will just sit back in amazement at all the lives that God has touched and turned toward Him. So, encouraging others in loving Jesus Facebook group, group. Please, number one, join. Number two, give us your stories. Let us know how God is changing your life and the lives of others. We also have the Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus Instagram page. And so that's another place that you could share your story. That would be fine and dandy. 
Or if you just want to share it with me, you can send me an email at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. I'm a bit excited. Can you tell? I wish the whole world would get excited about showing God's kindness to others. Wouldn't it be just a slight taste of what heaven will be? That, that is worth celebrating. And as I remind you each and every week, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.